Hello and welcome back to the Figcast Extra episode five, isn't it, Panda? We missed last week. I was a bit poorly. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I think I've caught your bug. I've not been too well this week. Oh, no. Uh, lingering. I listened back to the last episode and I had a bit of a blocked up nose on that one. So it's been oh. a couple of weeks lingering with this poor climate and weather. Yeah, um, and we're hoping it's you, nothing you... worse. Well, we hope that, don't we? Are you better? Uh, I am <laughs> better than this time last Thursday, but I'm st- I would say I'm at like... I'm at like... F- 55% whereas last Thursday I was about 20 so I'm on the, on the mend but I don't know you remember Michael Jordan flu gate when he played when he played a, a playoff yeah. game when he was really really ill with a high fever yeah I do remember um, that. Yeah, yeah. I reckon he he is more poorly or he was more poorly then than I am now so that's why I always Fair. put myself in perspective always compare yeah. yourself do you know to what got Jordan. me you know you know we had a beer for the boxing yes um and I well I stayed out anyway till the early hours of the Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder fight. That really cost me. What a fight. What <laughs> it took, a, it took me about five days to catch up. So all of last week I was catching up and I think that added to my illness. So that, I'm just that recovering night, that tonight. That night also ruined me. Really, yeah. I got, um, yeah. I got very, very drunk that night. I, I got really drunk, went, went to a party and then I got back at about five and I was like, oh, tell you what, I'm, I'm just in time for the ring walk. Might as well flick it on. And I was I just got, in yeah. bed, drunk off my face watching the fight and it was it was a phenomenal fight wasn't it it's was brilliant oh, i loved it i loved it i got in a, a tree to myself an uber x uber luxury home uh so i could <laughs> chat to people and bask in the in the fury victory uh from london out to one of my county where i reside but um yeah so uh, uh yep good and an ex- and um, what was i gonna say yeah two weeks is a long time in the index world. it really well, is Last... where are we starting today I reckon uh, people keep DMing me asking for Uncle Richard updates, and now he's on Twitter. We we probably have less pressure Ooh, that's... to uh, to update people on how he's doing, but he's still learning the ropes on the old Twitter, isn't he? He's learning the ropes. He sent me a message this week saying, "You know, how can I retweet? I don't know how to kind of please my fans." Um, <laughs> for people that question it, it's legitimately yeah, uh, my uncle. Uh, unfortunately for me, I think, but. <laughs> It's at Uncle Richard 16. Now, message today. He's trying to generate some side income. Uh, <laughs> put some more. <laughs> so, laughing myself. As I say, um, he's, tr- oh he's trying to generate some extra income for Jude Bellingham as we speak. And uh, the, the, me- the message today said, uh, yeah, hi, Panda. But I won't give my real name away. But uh, latest venture of Uncle Richard is homemade hand gel. I- <laughs> I've ordered two litres of surgical spirit and 1,400 millilitres of aloe vera gel. Spent about £40 on it, um, so I can't invest any more on Football Index this week. Um, thinking of selling batches on eBay to be used as hand gel or can double up as paint stripper. Hashtag Breaking Bad. So he's gone, he's gone into the, uh, the corona market. Um, oh, my word. Yeah. Oh, I so, think I needed that. <laughs> I don't know what to say anymore about it, but he's, he's loving index life. I think he, yeah. Um, where, can people, where can people follow him again? It's, uh, oh, if they want to follow to... his side adventures, it's... Uncle at... Wretched 16 on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodness New user me. to Football Index. So he's loving it, but it's yeah, the, uh, what's, what's the hash? He keeps hashtagging FI Guide, which I don't think even I, I hashtag. And then Why the, is he doing that? The, the hashtag JagSafe. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag JagSafe for now. I think JagSafe... <laughs> I think hashtag JagSafe is going gonna, is gonna to stay, though. I think I might have to start doing that for every time I post a post a post a post. That is, yeah, that it is, is really alarming because, because I'm getting random WhatsApps through the night, like on the Turkish Messi. Uh, <laughs> I think he, I think he discovered Omar. 
who plays a Trabzon sport. Who, I, don't, in the I don't even know who that is, but I saw, I saw, <laughs> I saw his post and I did, I did laugh at the... Um, I don't know. Check it out if you if you haven't already. But he talks about him as a left-footed schemer. <laughs> Sounds like Uncle Richard himself. Um, yeah. So there you are. That's a, yeah, a mini update there. Well, I mean, let's mm. let's get on to some actual because I mean we we like to keep these to about forty minutes and we've spent about yep. five already just yep, faffing yep. about. Jid Jid Bellingham. Jid Bellingham, talk to me. Talk to you. Seen a lot of opinion on the timeline. Um, Long term, probably a positive for him. Um, Short term, I'm not so sure because, I don't know, look at what Sancho did out there. Uh, There was a lot of um, conflicting opinions about this, wasn't there? It really interested me to see the the, the timeline be like, oh, glad I got off at... Um, three fifty yeah. when I saw the news, and then he went actually went up. It was really like there was no one in the middle. There was kind of like a very polarizing. Yeah, uh, the Dortmund piece. Uh, I think it's a good thing for his development, and I think he'll get more minutes at Dortmund compared to if he went to United. Or you know what I thought may happen was a, a move to United or Chelsea and a loan back to Birmingham, mm. and then he's getting Championship minutes, arguably more than he would get in the Bundesliga, but. Dortmund don't spend £35 million on a teenager for no reason. I mean, it's a lot I trust their... It'll, I trust be, their sc- it'll be their record signing. Exactly. And, I, and I, trust, I trust their scouting network far more than my own eyes and people on the timeline. So if they're going to spend that amount of money on him, that validates my opinion of the player. So, yeah, it, it's... Um, Short term, it may, there may be some volatility in the price. Long term, he could be any price. It's it just a, depends got, how you want to play a, that one, got, right? They've got a lot of players there, don't they? Uh, in... Because I've spoken to some Birmingham fans. We know some Birmingham fans, don't we? Uh, um, yeah. Bruce Wayne, Batman, yeah. and uh, Batman. Football Index SOTD, both Birmingham fans. And they were both saying that he's uh, he's a number eight long term, but he's been yes. playing out wide. quite Kind of like, you know, that people keep talking, talking about him as the next Steven Gerrard. That's what Gerrard did at the beginning of his career, didn't he? Yeah, and so did a lot of central midfielders have cut their teeth out wide. I was, I was talking today about Bastian Schweinsteiger, who started mm. right midfield. And I watched him there, and then he moved into the sort of middle. Because it's, it's quite a hard position to play, isn't it, central midfield? You need experience there. Obviously, that's why Cesc Fabregas was a complete freak of nature, um, who did it at a young age. But, yeah, Bellingham's on the heat map. As Be- Bellingham, sorry, has been out on the left-hand side um, as he sort of gains this experience. And then I expect him to move interior, uh, to the interior. Uh, how hard is it to judge a player who's 16's price? Very, very, very difficult. I think a weakness of the timeline is valuing players full stop, which I wanted to discuss later in the show. Um, at 16, nine impossible, isn't it? Mm, mm. I, I suppose some of what you've said in terms of figuring out, like, I, I, I guess people that thought he'd go down or if he does go down from here, people thought that, you know, the Man United rumours were baked in or his move was baked in. And for people that he's worth more too it's kind of to what you've said, the validation of Dortmund actually bidding or potentially yeah. signing him. Um, there was that interesting uh, article from The Athletic today saying that Man United might not be out of it. Which yes, which doesn't surprise me because obviously we had the piece. Maybe yes. a- agents trying to get Dortmund to uh, yeah to get yeah, that over yeah. the line. And I don't know if we're going to go down the Harvey Elliott path um, where the club like Fulham loses out on the transfer fee because it goes to arbitration, right? Yeah. As opposed to if we if they wait and Jude Bellingham signs his pro contract at the end of June and then moves to Dortmund and therefore Birmingham pick up the full fee. Maybe some people can comment on that. I'm not an absolute expert in these transfers, but 
it's it's uh, yeah, it's a big story. Um, I it validates my opinion of him, so I'm comfortable with him going to Dortmund, and I think you know the potential is there for any price, isn't it? Realistically, if he really is this good. Depends, doesn't it? It really depends. I mean, they are not afraid of giving young players um, no. minutes, are they? Gio, Gio Reyna's 17, isn't he? So, yeah, he's picking up minutes, isn't he? Yes. Nice cameo off the bench against, yeah, PSG. against PSG. Yeah, against PSG. Wasn't not it? Hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. It's one of those things, isn't it? It depends. Very difficult. Is Are some of their central midfielders going to leave? Is it someone that they can shoehorn out wide? Um, it's, a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, I uh, yeah yeah I see both sides of the coin, which is a common theme, I think. Um, but yeah, I I like him as a long term hold, but I can understand some of the people moving off of him because potentially he's lost out on that media buzz mm, that he's going to pick a good up going to United. That's a good point, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, speaking of United, uh, a man mm. that we've spoken a lot about on this podcast, and I guess we, yep. we can't stop speaking about him because of what's happened since we last recorded. Bruno yep. Fernandez is um, rocketed. Wow. Yeah, I'd ask people to go. We had a debate, didn't we, on episode one? We did. And I think I used the phrase, the timeline is pegging him as Kevin De Bruyne or Cleberson, <laughs> where realistically, the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. Um, I don't think he's going to be as good as Kevin De Bruyne, but this is a good, good football player. And his positioning and his attacking output, um, it's validated the price to me. Mm. And it's encouraged me to buy more. Just, just before quite, you move go on, go on, someone did a really good thread. Uh, Tactical oh, Nick. I've got it here. Fi, uh, sorry, at Tactical Fi Nick. Oh, it's world class, world class content this man's pulling out. He go needs, and read he needs it. more followers. He does. Go and read the piece today on Bruno Fernandez. He does a far better job than I can do in terms of analysing him, his uh, attacking output, his PB numbers. Um, yeah, so go and have a look at that thread. He does a really good job of um, talking about the intangibles, doesn't he? As well, the uh, absolutely the, the de- demanding the ball, his perception and vision, etc. Yes, it's, it's yes, excellent, excellent. He stuff. had his, he had his. That's what surprised me. How he's gone in there and you know he's sprinted to take a corner. He's demanding the ball. He looks so at ease. I haven't. It's very rare, I think, isn't it, to transpose your game or translate it from the Portuguese league to <laughs> the English Premier League within a week. You know, yeah. he ad- he adapted so quick. That's what um, surprised me. I, I bet it's a surprised all the staff there as well because I don't think we've seen United deviate too much from the the kind of four two three one four three three kind of thing. I know they've they've experimented with three at the back, five at the back, especially yes. when um, when they played City away and Liverpool yeah, at home, yeah. as I remember. But um, to go to a four one two one two diamond just to accommodate him, I, I guess says a lot. But uh, those intangibles have been really important. A lot of people have been talking about his leadership, etc. And that yeah. makes him more a, a bigger media threat, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because when, we, when, when I think about media in my head, um, you've got the concept of kind of momentum media, which I might tag that to say Wan-Bissaka. So you've got your transfer, you pick up some media on the transfer, and then it tails off. It's very difficult to obviously maintain a media profile. Bruno Fernandes, I would argue, has slotted into the kind of permanent media um, bucket. And I think he'll be the second most expensive player in 365 days' time. You know, I don't see where it's going to go from here. You know, he's got the long shots, he's got the passing, he's got set pieces. That may change. He's got the goal threat, the assists. Um, penalties he may be taken off you know uh, I don't know it depends I guess on his success rate but he's always I think going to explode from a performance buzz standpoint and I think being at Manchester United he's always going to have that attraction to his name so I think he's here to stay and I just want to say quickly before you jump in 
I, the timeline panic amazes me because he's dropped maybe 2.3% in the last 24 hours. Um, on like pence, that looks a lot, doesn't it? It's 30-ish pence from peak. So it looks a lot. But it's 2.3%. When we have a player drop from £1 to 92p, you know, that's 8%. But we don't have the same obsession over that. I don't know if people are thinking about percentages yeah. enough. Yeah, um, I, I don't think they are. The, 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 the amount of money itself is psychologically more harmful, isn't it, I guess? Yes. It's yes, uh, yeah. it's just a natural thing, but I think something not to, to look at too much. I remember in that episode, we talked about I talked about him having tricky fixtures. Yes. And obviously, um, hindsight is always twenty twenty, isn't it, as they, as they say. But yeah. in hindsight, and I recorded yesterday with Philosopher and yeah. um, Lambings, who were, t- who were excellent. I hardly had to speak. It was such a good discussion. Philosopher is also... A amazingly smart I, I coined him as like a mini Sigmund Freund um Ooh. but uh we were talking and I was saying like in hindsight if I could go back in time I looked at those fixtures and I tried to say to you Panda it could be dangerous because if he flops in these games yeah. um people might just sell but in hindsight those actually tough fixtures actually protected him to some extent because if he doesn't do well against uh yeah, if he yeah. puts in like a six and a half out of 10 against yep. Everton away yep. Yep. then people will just still be like oh well it was Everton away they've been yep. great under Ancelotti he kind of had that blanket didn't he to some extent exactly right yeah yeah I mean he did drop a bit didn't he from the Chelsea performance which I thought was harsh mm. um, but to give credit to you you were right about he uh, exploded Watford at home backed up with the Bruges cameo when he come off the bench and then the Bruges um, he scored against Bruges and another penalty and then the long range effort against Everton wasn't it so yeah he did pick up his momentum in the easy fixtures uh, which doesn't always happen but um, I, th- I think both of us were right I thought £6 was very feasible on episode one that we recorded he's overshot that completely <laughs> yeah and... I'm going to ask you actually go on and I asked this in the recording that I did yesterday are you surprised at the timeline surprise at his rise? And I know that's rhyming a lot, but answer yeah, the question. Yeah. Yes, I am surprised at the surprise from the timeline. <laughs> this is a very, very logical rise to me. I want to link it a little bit to Betfair, right? And, and what I do, obviously, um, in my other career. And look, I make a, I do my homework before an event starts. I then go into the event and... Depending on how the match unfolds, I may change my opinion through the course of a game. And I, th- I kind of, um, what's the analogy to this? I think of, a, you know, the old fashioned photos you put into be developed and you leave it in a dark room. And over time, the photo um, kind of appears in front of your eyes. To me, that's that's betting in play, because at 70 minutes of a football match, I have a lot more information under my belt than I did pre-match. So the homework I've done pre-match, I, I might throw that out the window. You know, because the longer I watch a sporting event for, the more in, the more intelligence I've got and the more the photo has developed for me. And Bruno Fernandes is the same to me. When I saw him take the penalty, it wasn't just that he scored the penalty against Watford. It was the fact that he is on penalties now. That offers eight or nine penalties potentially over the next few months. Two or three of those might be game-winning goals. When I saw him take a free kick, I thought, well, you know, that's all extra information for me that adds to my confidence in him so I'm going to buy again um so I am surprised that people were surprised by his rise <laughs> sorry to uh give mm. you that t- tongue twister but uh it's been interesting you know thinking about that a bit yeah yeah 
Mm. Um, the other thing, just while we're on tactical Nick, he done a good piece on Trent Alexander-Arnold as well a little while ago. Why, you know didn't when he? Yeah. Really... You know when there was the debate about whether he should be moved into midfield? Yeah, he, he shut me down, didn't he? He shut me down. I, yeah, remember, and... I remember messaging being like, oh, um, would he would he get more passes in midfield? And he was like, well, he's already averaging the average Premier League central midfielders passing per game yeah. at right back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is what Alves done at Sevilla. And Sid Lowe on the 24th of Feb, I made a note, he put a nice few tweets together about it. And Trent Alexander-Arnold that night actually explained why it's easier to play from fullback because he's not getting caught. He doesn't have to look behind him. You know, the game isn't crowded around him in the middle of the pitch. So everything's in front of him. And uh, I thought that was quite interesting. Mm, mm. Well, um, you know, just before we move on, I'm mm-hmm. going to I'm gonna plug The Athletic again. Oh, of course. Yeah, go ahead. Today's episode is brought to you by <laughs> The Athletic. Uh, they're a subscription-based sports news website delivering in-depth sports coverage featuring football reporters you know and love like David Ornstein, James Pearce, Sam Lee and Rafa Honigstein. They're telling stories you won't find anywhere else with no ads or clickbait. It's just great sports writing. And if you want 50% off your annual subscription for the best sports writing around, and I genuinely do think it is the best sports writing around, go to theathletic.co.uk slash fig and it's £2.49 a month. Panda, can you name anything that's more expensive than £2.49? Packet of blueberries in front of me for Marks and Spencers. Bloody hell, you've got expensive taste. Well, it's the closest shop to me. It's walking distance. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Packet of blueberries worth of worth of payment for a, a, a month for some excellent content. Bargain. And you'll make the money back on Football Index with the knowledge you gain. Exactly. That's a good way. Yeah. I should add that to the ad read for next episode. You should. Very smart. Very smart. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the one and only Kylian Mbappé. Yes, what do we need to say there that isn't already said? <laughs> that isn't already said. Um, we know the greatness of the guy, uh, teenage phenomenon. I think what's changed since we last spoke, <clears throat> he posted a 295 score at the weekend, backed up with a uh, goal of the year potential last night, oh, dribble from inside his own half. So he's bubbling, isn't he? And he's up about 20p-ish, I think. I'll check that as, we, as you talk about him. Any thoughts yourself? He's absurd, isn't he? Um, I think oh, yeah. index-wise, because obviously that's where what people want to hear. Um, yeah. It's interesting that this rise has come over after he's won PB for the first time this season. Is it first yes. time this season? It is. Ah, uh, yeah, but he's been very close. He's been close a few times, but I think this is the first time. But it's interesting that he's gone up about is it like seven percent maybe since then. I, I it's six, it, seven day is six point three percent. Yeah. His base, his base scores have been improving. Um, so this was on the cards when the goals followed, and it just looks like the, the the touch paper's been lit. You know, he does look in the groove. So that's it. Bodes well, doesn't it, for next Wednesday? I think or Tuesday, uh, the home game against Dortmund. He looks very sharp. His price, you know, I think global media hangs over his head. I mean. I have no doubts that Mbappe is probably going to dominate the next decade of world football along with Jadon Sancho. There will be others as well, of course, but um, index-wise, his price, yeah. There's a lot of factors that I think FI hold the keys to. So the Euro announcement, Euro 2020 announcement, the uh, media change. Because um, obviously he was, if you went on to keep today, he was focused front and centre. A lot of articles about him. Mm. 
Mm. Obviously, that's not picked up, is it, on the current media scoring? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are probably. Would you would you think it's uh, unfair of me to say that people are buying with the anticipation that global media happens? I don't think that's unfair because that's what I've done. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, fair yeah i think do you think he'd fall if if it wasn't globally uh, opened up no i don't because the age and the potential and you're looking at a you know a 40 to 50 goal year man whether that be arguably at madrid or, or psg or lo and behold the premier league which i find unlikely but i don't think he'd drop too much and i don't think he's going to drop if they get knocked out next week you know, in my notes, I pegged him down for a kind of 1.5% to 2% drop. I don't think it'll be much at all. He's protected, and rightfully so, because of the, the career length. It just, this is the, the most chess piece kind of, or chess game kind of uh, thing in terms of the index at the moment for me. If Neymar goes, does he fly up? If Mbappe leaves, where does he go? And do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, it's, there's, there's so many yeah. variables up there, and then you've got the, the global media. Is he going to get better at PB? Is he going to get some MB? How far yes. are they going to get knocked out of the Champions League? Like, this. Yep. It's, it's a tough one for me. I don't. I, you, see, uh... you see, we're, we, just to rewind, we spoke about Bruno Fernandes, and to me, you've got the picture in front of you. And whichever way I think Football Index drive the product, I believe in what he offers is going to, you know, it's going to be dividend returning. Whereas Mbappe's going to return dividends, but there's a lot of extra pieces of information we need from Football Index to complete the valuation. Mm. Just just a quick uh, one, because um, we yeah. were answering that question actually with... Uh, we answered... I don't know if you saw EJ's question for the pod last week. The very girthy, lengthy oh, one. Girthy. Um, very... <laughs> <laughs> Throbbing one, yeah. It was massive. It was huge. Yeah, right. Um, his question was... Uh, it was surrounding clarity... Um, and it was he listed a load of things that FI had to basically uh, kind of not. It's a, let me leave it out to you. Would you like to see a formal timeline laid out by FI for the various initiatives for the rest of 2020? I want more clarity to help my decision making. Opta, PB, MB matrix, Euros, uh, Super Match Day dividends, transfer dividends, Nasdaq, order books, dividend review, Germany, Span- Spain expen- uh, expansion. For you as another big. Um, investor or trader i'd rather say yeah. i don't really like using yeah. the i word here does the the lack of clarity concern you at the moment with football index it doesn't concern me but i want it I, you know i want i desperately want it i want the structure i want clarity on positional changes all of the above yeah but i'm willing to be quite patient probably because of the returns on offer okay. and the fact that it's quite a raw product gives me those lucrative returns but I'd love it. I'd love some structure. And I do think we need it. And I think some of the elements there are certainly holding uh, a few players back. Yeah. Agree? I, I do agree. I yeah. do agree. I mm. really do. Um, cool. Let's move on then. Because... Should we talk? Well, i tell you what. What dovetails nicely. Do you want to talk about media briefly? Yes. Let's talk about media because we've had mm. some interesting things happen today. Eric yeah. Diergate, I think you're, uh, you're coining it. Uh, say again? Eric Diergate, you're coining it? Oh, coining it? No, 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 no. I didn't buy particularly um, Eric Dyer. I just commented on the people that bought. I thought it was really sharp and quite clever trading. And I'm really surprised they've removed the articles, to be honest. Mm. So I feel for those traders out there that bought him. Because I thought, <sighs> he, he hasn't been charged yet, has he? 
No. From by the FA. <laughs> Mourinho has... weirdly kind of backed him up as well, didn't he? In the press. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I'm scratching my head around the. If you look at the game rules, maybe someone could help us or comment on the like. Oh, well, you you probably know better than me. You're an expert. What? Why has it been removed? I think, I think that if it's an act of violence or criminal activity, FI can remove it. And uh, I don't know. So, so we were talking about this today, actually, and I believe that. I think they should do a line in the sand kind of thing, FI, on this. So it's not a can of worms. So even if people dislike it, they know where they stand. And that's including, like, there are some people that think only racist-related things should be removed. And there are people who think that only football actions on the pitch should be reflected in media. And I kind of get both sides of the coin where it's like anything that makes the back of the papers should be included or only stuff that's to do with football should be included. Because realistically, let's be honest... I think that if I was joining now and I saw that um, Bruno Fernandes is getting points for going shopping with his missus, like, I don't, I don't get it. If it's a... But, if, but, but, but why not, though? Because it's on the back of the papers. Yeah, yeah. So for, for me, I think that the closer the on-pitch actions are reflected in the media, the, the less likely bubbles are caused. Because realistically, like, Eric Dyer like you know his me- his dividend output for the rest of his career is probably quite limited and it makes sense that this spike is happening in the current game rules but if we were talking about like an intuitive football trading platform you know it, you wouldn't do you know I what i mean do, do you know what i mean re- not really because eric dyer is a premier league footballer he's an english international footballer that is a big incident last night it's linked to football he was playing football and an incident happened at the football ground and he's gone into the, the stands. So he hasn't been charged with violence. Um, so I, I just, it doesn't sit well with me. And um, I, I, I do get it and it is hard, but it just doesn't, I just want it to reflect what we see on our, on our sports journalism coverage. The argument is really the quality of sports journalism in this country, isn't it? If anything, if, if nothing else. Maybe, I mean, yeah. if they, if they, if they choose to follow Bruno Fernandes shopping and they want to um, write about him, they're doing that because he's a, a big sign, probably the biggest signing in Europe in January. You know, they're not going to be following Jesse Lingard shopping, are they? They're not interested. So, yeah, I don't mind which way they go. I just want some clarity on it because I'm just confused. And did they remove, will you remember this? Did they remove Neymar when he open palms slapped a fan after a cup game in France last year? I don't think I don't they, think they did. That. Uh, no, and they so, didn't remove when Jack Grealish got, got so sucker punched. Exactly. So, and I guess maybe Jack Grealish, I understand, because he wasn't the perpetrator. He was the victim. So fine, keep that in. But Eric Dyer's arguably a victim of verbal assault. Or But, but, then, you know, but then, Panda, I, are you then more likely to buy the likes of the players that, that might get into fights or like back in the day? Yes, would, but that's... Would, 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 you, would you then try and buy like Joey Barton? Yes, but I mean, that's my, that's my right. I'm a gambler and I'm gambling on the media and what yeah. they're going to cover. So my right is up to my, it's my moral compass. It's my conscience. If I want to buy for a potential violent act, like that's, that's on me, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I think it might just be a subjective thing about where people see, where people want to see player price attributed to, if that makes sense. Like, I, and I, I get for, it. For you, you feel that you, that 
every player's price a little bit of it should be attributed to media of all forms and for me i am more i don't think i'm like black and white i'm lean more towards like uh billy gilmore being man of the match right I, i think that that I would rather see that be rewarded from a media standpoint than uh, yeah. Eric Dyer punching a I, fan or whatever. I get it, but how often are we? When I mean, we're moaning about so much moaning, how often are we getting these flare-ups of an Eric Dyer punching a fan or a Paul Pogba winning for a haircut? Actually, maybe that's a lot. But <laughs> yeah, I sort of shot myself in the foot there. But I, I don't know if it's enough to warrant this mass, this mass criticism of it. I want. I did. Uh, answer question two yes i want more on pitch uh words being scored you know hat trick volley what like I, I do want it to be a little bit more on pitch focused but really i just want it to intuitively reflect the world around me i'm a big boy i can bet on players if i think that they're going to get in the headlines for violence on the pitch you know like ben thatcher i hated that act on um is it oh, mendez wasn't it you know the elbow? Do you remember that on the uh, on the touchline? Ben Thatcher absolutely clattered into um, oh, Pedro Mendes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, it turned my stomach. Horrific. I don't know if it had won uh, media that day. Obviously, the football index wasn't around. But you know, that's part of football. Every now. Yeah, let's see where they go. I think uh, we'll both be happy as long as it's consistent. Yeah, I think I think the the main bit is that uh, we both think it needs to be changed. But yes, p- potentially both... there are going to be subjective bits, which I suppose is why they did the yeah, uh, survey. Yeah. And you know what pissed me off as well? They've opened it up to 3,000 players. And I, I get why they did that, because two lists didn't fully make sense. But at the same time, you're adding 2,800 extra footballers to monitor. Yeah. So the chances of this type of grey area flaring up and causing unhappiness in the trader community increases, doesn't it? Just increases massively. Because you're not just covering 200 players. Mm. Um, so... Didn't get die being removed. Um, what else in media? We've got some analysis, haven't we? We do, we do. The, the very good and great Carl Brown, uh, K Brown, Twitter, who's, who is K exceptional, K Brown, yep. who's just started yep. his own YouTube channel. Go, go, go check it out. Um, mm. Go, go check that out. I'm sure he's going to be posting some good, uh, some good content. But he's he's done some good, um, good analysis for us because we were. He basically reached out and he was like, "Hey." loving the the extra pod if you ever want some stuff done let me know and i was like, all right uh what are we going to talk about this week but then this kind of notion of media buzz and performance buzz being compared to each other and i've always felt that performance buzz is so overstated and and the reason i know this is because i remember joel football index ab one of the edge guys um or analysis rather uh he 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 did like a survey guesstimate for a few traders on how much dividends some players would win across the season and i grossly miss uh i overestimated literally everyone that i chose uh, in terms of pb dividends uh, over the course of the season so ever since then i've very much been under the impression and, and thought to myself that players don't win as much pb as you think um and and this analysis that carl's done is is actually been it's correct isn't it because if you brilliant if you add up the total pb dividends won by the top 10 pb winners and the top 10 mb winners it comes to to basically the same yes and this was from done the f- two or three from days the f- ago right from the first of november 2019 first day of the media opening up yeah the top 10 highest performing pb winners have won um, a total of £3.88 in PB dividends only. Mm-hmm. The top 10 media um, 
dividend winners have returned £3.85. 3p difference. Mm, very interesting. Very, Which shows me the value of media. And I, I consistently bang the drum. I think it's underappreciated by traders. Mm. I think it is. And I think it would be more appreciated if some of those tweaks were made. I don't know if you agree. Oh, big time, big time. Because you've got, um, you've got actually in tenth is Harland, right? Which is which is crazy. Um, yeah, so Harland's done seventeen p of media uh, uh, since the first. And of you've November, got Neymar, who's done more media than PB. Yes, which is interesting yeah, as well. Yeah. And, and don't you think that this is the what makes Football Index unique? It's another beautiful string to their bow. Media is twenty four seven. Let's say the coronavirus hits. You know, oh, we haven't uh, even COVID. talked about that. Well, we're not, well, COVID-19, as it's known, right? Let's say that hits and we lose some football for a couple of months. The beauty is you may go to a media madness mode or you stick with media and it keeps me logging in to look at the index because I want to see who's in the media, who's winning dividends. If there's no football on, Betfair, Bet365, Paddy Power, they lose a lot of their volume of mm. um, income, don't they? Because there's, no, there's nothing to bet on, literally. Whereas a football index, we've got the media to be betting on. So it keeps it going. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you worried about uh, Corona? Not overly. I've been doing a bit of research. There's um, if you go to the John Hopkins University website, uh, based they're based in Maryland. They done a pandemic research paper um, on a coronavirus and the outbreak of it. This was about two or three years ago. So they've got a specialist centre there, and it makes them for very very interesting reading. Um, uh, I'm not overly worried, but the four point 4.6% mortality rate, isn't it? God. 3 point something, Three, that I saw. Yeah. But it's heavily skewed, isn't it, to older people and um, uh, people with underlying conditions. Like Chinese men that smoke a hit more than Chinese women. Um, yeah, I, I think the... Yeah, I don't know what to say about it, really. 50-50, isn't it? If things are going to get cooled off. From an index perspective, uh, I'm not too worried. I think we can absorb... I th- you know, the, the stock markets crash financially. There's some problems there. There's nothing to bet on, as I said, in your traditional bookmakers. It makes Football Index actually look quite an attractive proposition. <laughs> oh, Are you worried oh, about Oh, what? hang on a minute. What, what? What's this? Uh, Football Index have just tweeted, 5th of March 2020, COVID-19, Football Index and future contingency plans. Wow. All right. Let's, should we click on the link? I've just clicked on it now, yeah. This yeah. is live. This uh, is live. 6.18. We need a breaking news siren. Wow, I've never been on, wow, let's. Oh, wow, all right, let's. Do uh, you want to read it? Because you uh, read let, very let, well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> let me, let me get it up on my computer because I just had it on my phone. Um, so let me, let me get it up here. All right. COVID-19, football and football index with dividend contingency charts. Hi, traders. The situation with respect to COVID-19 and the government's response is evolving daily and we don't pretend to have any more knowledge than anyone else. However, it might be worth highlighting the following for that uh, aren't up to speed. There will be a new law focused on protecting as many school- people as possible in the same time, causing little disruption to business as usual. Closing all schools, for instance, would result in at least one parent having to stay home, causing enormous disruption to the NHS and emergency services at a time it can ill afford. Referring to the government's 28-page dossier, uh, this is a quote from the London Evening Standard on Tuesday, 3rd March. Decisions would be taken whether to cancel major sporting, sporting gatherings and festivals. However, officials said that the benefits of such drastic action is probably outweighed by the costs of the disruption involved because coronavirus sufferers would infect just as many people watching a football game in a pub as watching from a stadium. 
It seems at this point matches will go ahead as normal. However, it's possible that other leagues may follow the example uh, of Italian Serie A with matches being played behind closed doors until 3rd of April. Stopping matches entirely would have significant consequences that would not be uh, undertaken lightly. At this point, it seems the Euros are planned to go ahead according to the latest news. What we can say is that have... uh, we have taken our stewardship of football index very seriously over the last four and a half years. And just as the central banks are, w- are working to minimise the impact of corona on economics, uh, e- economies, likewise, we are looking to minimise its impact on the index. Thankfully, football index is largely uh, uncorrelated to football markets such as the FTSE 100, as can be seen from the, this tale of two indexes. And there's a chart of basically the FTSE 100 versus the FTSE 100. Um, uh Football index has to date remained largely unaffected and we're committed to maintaining the health of our market and safeguarding our money. Consequently, in the event that the euros don't go ahead, media dividends will be paid out with a bonus dividend chart to cover the affected period. Ah, This contingency plan will be published on Tuesday, 11th of March. Other measures will be taken as necessary and we will keep communicating. To quote the government report, the majority of people with COVID-19 have recovered without the need of any specific treatment as is the case for the common cold or seasonal flu. We expect that the vast majority of cases will be managed at home again as the seasonal colds and flu are. Our thoughts are with anyone impacted by COVID-19. At a time like this, fear-mongering can have an incredibly negative impact. Instead, we need to be responsive and stay strong as a community. The Star Football Index plan to exemplify this no matter what happens in the coming months. Mm. That is uh, quite powerful. Yeah, it is. I I can't believe that. We were just talking about this. so weird. I just was talking about if the Euros is on, <laughs> we may potentially have a media madness and we get the beauty of betting on media if we want to. Uh, I can't believe that's just... That I is, mean, talk uh, about being on the money. Talk about being on the <laughs> On money. the pulse. On the football index pulse. There you is go. Panda. There you go. Panda on <laughs> um, the pulse. So basically, in summation, uh, it looks like no Euros... There is going to be a media buzz bonus. And and but, can I can I just say, yeah, the Euros in twenty sixteen was not paid out from a PB perspective on FI because there was no PB. But just saying, we've already had what is it one so twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, and twenty nineteen where there was no PB over a summer. I think people have been a bit too worried about this because I don't think some of the prices have had Euros baked into it. You don't think that? I don't think the whole index has had euros baked into it, for example. Really? And another another thing is, mm. SOTD made a great point that over the last two tournaments, or that the, over the World Cup, the biggest rises weren't those at the World Cup. Absolutely. Which is another I, interesting point. Yeah, yeah, I watched that closely in 2018. Um, sometimes even the top score, like, you know, the big headline acts on the pitch uh, weren't winning media. Hmm. It was the other stories in the background or transfers. So, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, well, I like, uh, good, good announcement. Yeah, well, good, well done. <laughs> good timing from us. Good timing. Imagine how gutted we'd have been if it, they'd done that after we recorded. <sighs> but I had to tag on like a bonus chapter. But uh, no, I'm pleased that happened. And especially we were talking about media as well. You cannot script it, can you? You, you literally, you literally can't. Well, I mean, um, um, to wrap it up, do you have a panda poser for me? Yeah, I, t- oh, I was going to talk about overtrading and uh, trends, but should we save that for let's, next let's, week? Let's, let's save that. That is a good topic, okay? People need to listen to that. I've got strong opinions on that. Fight. Turned opposer for the week. Um, looking into this now, it's... Uh, let me bring up my notes. It's Victor Osiman, 
at £2.10 versus uh, Parrot. I've just forgot. It's Troy Parrot at Spurs, £2.11. Let me just talk to you about a couple of things before, you know, uh, you go into it. Um, So, Osimhen is 21, 15 goals, 4 assists, I believe, this year. Expected goals, 0.62 per 90, with a potential transfer to an EPL club or a big European club in the next few years. Troy Parrot's 18. Um, he's managed by uh, Jose, who to me has down, downplayed him. He's not showing faith in him. Uh, I quote, this is from last night, now people can see that he has uh, a lot of work to do. So I don't think that Parrot is the second Harry Kane because he's just a young kid that needs to work. Um, to me, if you invest in youth, it can be very lucrative, but it needs to be done with context. And I'm, I'm wondering if the club and the manager is able to facilitate Troy Parrot's development. Um, why is Osimhen 1p cheaper than Troy Parrot? I guess the same reason that Harvey Elliott is very close to price to, to Saido Mane. Um, it's, it's those unknowns, isn't it? Like, you know, people are pricing a player that they... When there is less information about a player, there's, there's, there's a couple of things that happen. One, when there is a small bit of good information, the index will overreact. And when there is a small, there is an equally weighted bad bit of information, the index will try and kind of justify why to hold, if that makes sense. And that happens, I think, overall across the index. But it happens more so with younger players than else because we have less information about them. So we pinpoint mm. those good bits of information, like him being called up to the squad, like Mourinho saying mm. that he might have a part to play in the future or rates him really highly, mm. etc. We pin those as like really good positive things for his price but when he doesn't get on the pitch or he doesn't make the squad it's just like oh well he's 17 do you know what i mean so i think that when you compare him to someone who's playing week in week out and is the top scorer of a a pretty strong european team in uh you know who played champions league this season let's not forget yeah it's a completely yeah. different ball game here there is also that kind of four years apart and i feel that when three it, three years three, three years all right yeah, yeah when the players get to like that 2021 to that 23 24 i just feel like the index starts thinking about them a bit differently and i don't really know Ooh. why and i can't Ooh. really attribute any logic to that but i just think there is something about um unproven teenagers that one excites the index but two whenever there is positive news about them the index massively overreacts which is why we're probably seeing the the price difference there for example like Ooh. when Cherky scored two and assisted two everyone was like, wow, this guy's the, the next big thing. And when um, Jude Bellingham gets linked to Dortmund or United, he's, he's gone up in price, etc. I think because we don't actually have that much information about him, these players, that when there is good information or perceived good information, that we, we tend to overblow it as, a, as an index. So that would be my justification of the, the price difference between those two. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, to me, Parrot... His own manager is distancing him uh, away. It's, you know, he's putting distance between Parrot and the first team, and he's almost telling people that he isn't ready. Um, but yet, I think there's some faith put into some of the, the scouting accounts on Twitter um, compared to the manager who actually holds the keys to his career. So it's an interesting... Well, let's see where it goes in the next few weeks. So far, we've had Chiesa versus Orsolini, uh, Calvert-Lewin versus Watkins, and so... We shall see where this one ends up as well. I think it's 1-0, then 1-1, I guess. 
We said we'd judge it after four weeks with the price. <laughs> you, gap you were quite was. unlucky, weren't you, with with KC? Scored two two goals, didn't he, or a hat trick the the day yeah, after? Yeah, and, 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 and he got links to Manchester. <laughs> hey, yeah, of so, course. Yeah, yeah. Although Orsolini did get moved to a forward temporarily, so and then back again. You had a bit a bit of luck and then a bit of bad luck. Yeah, obviously yeah. Dominic Calvert Lewin's done done well compared to was it Oli Watkins? I tried to I had to try and justify that price difference. You've you've done well there. Yes, um, yes. And now um, it's now it's these two. Yeah, so we'll see. May the we'll best see. man win. Um, may the best man win, and I'm looking forward to next week. I am as well because over trading and trending, I've got a lot to say. So it won't. It's not worth missing out on that. Not worth missing out at all. And uh, apologise for the first five minutes being just absolute. It's abomination, wasn't it? Just, just talking about Uncle Rick. I couldn't stop laughing. Honestly, I couldn't. <laughs> Bedlam. We'll see how much income he generated from his. <laughs> From his private uh, stash of handmade gels. <laughs> slash um, slash paint stripper. So he's got a fallback option if it doesn't work. He's got the he's got the beta option to fall back on, the secondary income. Yeah. Cheers for joining me as always, man. Uh, where can people no find problem. out more about you? Uh, if they want to, at sporting underscore panda. Amazing. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, have a great day. Let me know. Let us know if you've got any feedback for the show, anything you think can make it better, anything you are really enjoying that we should double down on. Thanks very much for listening and have a great day. <laughs>